Hey, it's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Titchener, and we got Matt Lachlan on the line from Buffalo, traveling with the Devils there. And uh, Matt, how you doing? It's been a while. I'm good, Steve. Yeah, it has been. Uh, you've been traveling a little bit, and uh, you know, lots of stuff has happened as we've gotten down to uh, the final two weekends of the tournament. Lots of exciting things going on in the NCAAs. And so, yeah, it's good to get together again. No doubt. And uh, yeah, we got a lot to to cover here. Um, but I think we need to at least put a cap on the Rockers and Seton Hall seasons. And it's uh, it was a tough one on, on both sides. Um, and, you know, I was, I had a business trip to London, Matt. And so I literally found out that Rockers didn't make the tournament and then boarded a plane, you know, it was, uh, and I got to tell you, man, I, I was sick to my stomach uh, because it was, it was just a rough end for uh, Rutgers season. Cause it was a very promising season at one point, Matt. I mean, you know, February 4th, you know, they played Michigan state at Madison square garden and they had a great second half uh, won that game. There were 16 at seven at that point. And, you know, it's, it's, really uh, incredible because, you know, right now it's going down to the wire with Kansas state, Michigan state at the garden. So a nice story for Michigan state with everything that's happened there. And it's a nice story. It's really not about Michigan state, but it was Rutgers party, man. That was Rutgers garden party. Uh, the very possibly that, uh, uh, that never happened because they just, they didn't even make the tournament. They dropped their last four games at home, Matt. Now you said it yourself. How, uh, what a great uh, advantage that is—the uh, home court advantage that Rutgers has at the rack—and it just didn't happen. I mean, you know, and the only one that was close was the Hofster game. Uh, the last three wasn't even close. So, and you know, yeah, Moat Mag went down, but it, it was, you know, I, I just gotta say, listen, and I'm over it. You know, it's it's been a couple weeks now, but man, that was a, a a tough pill to swallow to see Rutgers' promising season just get flushed like that. And then, you know, the funny thing is, you know, our governor Phil Murphy stumps for Rutgers, saying that they got screwed. And then what do they do? They mail it in against Hofstra, and yeah, everybody's saying yeah, Hofstra was tough. The guards were shooting lights out, all that stuff. But listen, if they play defense the way they played the second half against Michigan in the, in the big 10 tournament, if they played defense, the way they played in the second half against Penn state, you know, where they were keeping their season alive, at least when those couple of games there, they would have beaten Hofstra going away. I think they were deflated uh, from not making the tournament and then turned around and just laid an egg again at the rack. But the, just the, the, um, the poor performance of the rack really is what startled me. And yes, Mag was a huge part, but come on, just what Mag turned the whole season? I mean, a little, you know, a little hard to swallow. Well, they're not very, they weren't very deep. Yeah. And uh, that that affected their depth, obviously. And yeah, he was a bit of a glue guy. Should they have been able to overcome it? Yeah, but they're not a gifted offensive team. And they did pay a price for playing a weak schedule. I mean, Peichel knows that. He's had several years there, and I get it in the beginning. He wants to establish something, so you you, you know, beat a, a couple of no-name teams, and it looks good because you can say, well, we won 18 games, and it doesn't matter how you got there. But he continues to schedule poorly, and, it's, and it bit him in the butt. I, I mean, I was surprised, quite frankly, that they didn't make it, but you know, they struggled down the end. 
and their schedule's no good. Hey, look, you gotta, um, you gotta, you know, gotta put it. Got schedule better. They needed to take it out of the committee's hands altogether, and they didn't. You know, they uh, the collapse against Minnesota. I mean, circle that one. Circle, uh, you know, the Columbus, the loss at, Col- at Columbus, where it appears they got, you know, they, if they, if the refs reviewed that, they might have, re- they might have turned that, and that was a game there. So you can circle those, uh, and you know, and Pike will say hey, it's, it doesn't come down to one game or two. Yes, it does. It really does. I mean, if they don't have, they don't flop and 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 uh, blow a ten point lead in seventy five seconds against a Minnesota team they were beating for thirty nine minutes. No, they're in the tournament. You know, and then who knows what would happen there. I think they were just completely deflated. And you're right. Uh, you know, in the end of the day, how good was the team? If one guy goes down and you have a meltdown like that, then you must not be that good. But again, I'll go back to that February 4th uh, afternoon while I was at the Garden. Big uh, half by Paul Mulcahy, second half. And, and, and they beat a very good Michigan State team that's playing right now. And, um, you know, it's hard. It's tough to swallow. They play, they beat all the teams that made the tournament. Um, and, uh, very much, very much, uh, uh belonged, uh, with that, you know, certainly could play with any team in the country, but it just, you know, they couldn't, um, they couldn't win when they needed to. And, and that was it. And, you know, that string of, uh, making tournaments is, it's just important. And the thing is moving forward is, you know, get, keep that, uh, Recruiting classes, you know, they got uh, they got some nice players. Gavin uh, Griffiths, uh, Abide Nongo, uh, big kid. Um, then they got Ace Bailey in the 2024 class, one of the best in the in the country. They can keep that together. It's it's exciting times moving ahead, and and we'll see. But definitely, um, and look, there's actually a guy uh, who has a night watch or something. He was after the Hofstra game. He was on. He was on YouTube. He was on his phone and he was just spot on. He was respectful of Rutgers. He was respectful of Hofstra, but he was just talking about the whole disappointment of the season. And I heard, I heard every word and totally agreed with him. You're not being a bad fan by saying, damn, that was disappointing. You know, it's quite the opposite, but it was oh, just. Without you know? a doubt. I mean, look, uh, what we have seen in the tournament, it proves it. Mid-majors are really good. Uh, you would certainly have expected Rutgers at home to have won that game, but Hofstra's a good team mm. and Speedy Claxton did a nice job that this year. And, you know, unfortunately they're in a league that doesn't get as much, much respect as it, as it deserves. I mean, you could make an argument looking at how quickly the big 10 basically exited the tournament. Should they have gotten as many bids as they got? Yeah. And, and I think that's what happened with the committee, Matt. I mean, I think they just didn't want to put nine teams in, but because the Big Ten hasn't done that well. And so they yeah, picked I mean, no, they beat each other up. Yeah. And they've got a great publicity machine over the, you know, the tough league. Right. But when it comes down to it, you know, they, they don't show. Yeah. And so uh, I, I don't know. Because uh, every, you look at. The, they, they got a bunch of bids and, you know, Hoster's on the outside looking in. Yeah. And they, they play, they had something to prove. Uh, and you're right. Uh, Rutgers just emotionally wasn't involved. Yeah, and and you know if you, yeah, if you look at Nevada and you compare them with Rutgers, I mean the the metrics just you know Rutgers should have got gotten in over them. They got the nod because again, I I, I think um, they didn't want nine teams. But then you got to swallow a lot, like Penn State. You know, you beat Penn State twice, and Penn State essentially leapfrogs you by going deep in the Big Ten tournament. And then they actually won a game in the, in the NCAAs. So, 
you know, just a lot, a lot of, a lot of tough, um, a tough pill to swallow for Rutgers fans because it's been very exciting. And, you know, you deal with a lot as a Rutgers fan. I mean, the football team is, is, has struggled as we know. And, and here we had the uh, basketball on the up and up, and then they had a very promising season going there. And then it just all fell apart. And uh, yeah, the middle part of the season, middle, late part of the season was terrific for Rutgers. They yeah. couldn't close the deal. Well, you know, look, like, so, so, you know, and we'll go back to February 4th, Michigan state was 14 and nine Rutgers, 16 and seven. Well, Rutgers closed two and six, uh, Michigan state five and three. So one, when they needed to. And, and yeah. again, as we, as we're speaking right now, they're very tight with Kansas state at, at, at the garden. Cause you know, Izzo's got his team ready and um, you know, it's a, it's a lesson learned for, for Peichel and the team and, you know, uh, let's hope that they can come back next year and, and, uh, build on, uh, on, on, the, on this past season and, and learn, learn some, uh, some, some, uh, a tough lesson, uh, speaking of tough lessons, um, you know, uh, Shaheen Holloway had a, has certainly a challenging first season with Seton Hall. Uh, Matt, the real surprising thing was losing to DePaul after going into Providence and, and showing up. And I, I was surprised at uh, at their performance against DePaul. How would you feel about that? Obviously, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but DePaul has given them trouble over the years. They gave them trouble this year. Seton Hall won both games, but they were tight. And yeah, no, I, I, I was a little bit surprised that they couldn't close that game out. And you know, they were hoping against hope uh, to be able to make a decent run and, and get some sort of a chance at the tournament but that was not going to happen yeah and then and then they got into it just like rockers here they got into a rock fight where it's anybody's game and they 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 lose first round to colorado so just all in all uh, both uh new jersey teams just going out quietly in the first round of the nit man i mean just wow i mean uh just Disappointment on both sides there in in uh, in Piscataway and in uh, in Orange South Orange as well, huh, Matt? Well, yeah, and I would think less disappointment in South Orange, uh, given the fact that Holloway oh, yeah. had so Definitely. many new players. Uh, he was his whole system is new. He's trying to figure out the Big East, and in the end, uh, you know, they still finished at five hundred in the conference. I mean, it's not a lot to brag about, but they were over five hundred. Uh, during the course of the season. Uh, And, you know, we'll see what holds in terms of the portal and what he's able to do next year. It'll be a critical year next year for him uh, because you get a bit of a pass, but, but really for a first year guy, not so much. I think Rutgers, they had, you know, enough guys returning, you know, whether it's Amori or uh, Mulcahy or Mag, uh, Caleb McConnell, uh, I, I think more was expected of them, and they were more highly regarded. I mean, oh, they yeah. all had a yeah. little bit of a run. Where oh, no, they, they, said, oh, look at this. You know, they might be okay. But uh, realistically, I mean, they were banged up and, and what have you. And yeah, I think, honestly, I think Seton Hall in some ways, not not the coach necessarily, but I think overall the program, the fans, uh, were not upset that the season ended in Colorado. Upset the way it ended, like DePaul, not able to – execute down the stretch. They lost two games at the end where they just couldn't either inbound the ball or protect the ball or make the smart play. Uh, so that was disappointing, but I think overall it was a very hard season for Seton Hall where Rutgers had more hopes and 
in the end, I think that makes it a more disappointing season. Oh, I, de- I def- definitely agree with you. I mean, Rutgers fell flat, man. I mean, you kind of saw the writing was on the wall with Seton Hall, first year coach, um, you know, uh, injuries. And he had very little uh, coming Alexi back. Yetna going down, um, you know, and they just, uh, you, you kind of you knew that they really weren't, uh, you know, a tournament team. And it turns out Rutgers wasn't a tournament team either, but, you know, they certainly, again, 16 and 7, early February, and um, looking very good and looking like one of the top um, top end teams in the Big Ten. And to fall the way they did, it, it, I, I totally agree with you on, on that. And, and and let's see, let's see. I think Omori should come back um, and develop his game some more. He's not ready for the NBA. Um but he is quite an athlete, and there's quite a lot of potential there. And I don't know about the other guys. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I'm okay. He can, can come back for another year, as can Andre Hyatt. We'll, uh, we'll see uh, what happens there. Uh, Jalen Miller hit the portal. Um, good defensive player, but he, he struggled offensively. So, um, you know, maybe that, that'll work out fine. But uh, it'll be interesting how uh, Peichel shuffles shuffles the deck and, and, and figures it out. Um, and they do have a decent class coming in, a big guy and, uh, and a guard who can shoot. And he's going to have to schedule. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you beat weak teams. It really doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it looks and, good, and, on, yeah, it looks and that good on the record, but it does not impress anybody. And, and, you know, the whole net thing is imperfect and what have That's, you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but it, it, it's what, yeah. it's, it's a big guide and they just don't. And apparently another thing that hurt was Seton Hall losing to DePaul, from what I understand. Because it turned yeah, into that, all, yeah, all the quad, whatever, the qu- goes from a quad four to quad three, whatever it, it, it happened there. But it, did, it, it didn't help uh, the week schedule. Yeah, out of conference schedule. You know, frankly, losing to Seton Hall, that was, you know, all those, all those things add up. Uh, and um, they, uh, and uh, just, I mean, let's look at the, Columbia, Sacred Heart, UMass, Lowell. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, maybe a nice win. The, you know, they beat up Wake Forest. I mean, it wasn't even close. Wake Forest, you Ryder, know, Central, it doesn't yeah. matter if you beat Central Connecticut State, Temp, yeah. uh, lose to Temple. I mean, that's a terrible, and they, they're not at Coppin State, Bucknell. I mean, come on. <laughs> I think Mary uh, Mac you know, was it, in there. <laughs> there's yeah. nobody. There's nobody good on that early part of the schedule. They don't play in a you know a holiday tournament, right? Um, right. All those things that that other teams do, and and he knows it, and yeah, it's hurt before, and yeah. he just refuses to change for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh, I mean, he wants to pile up wins and and uh, get his team ready. Uh, I guess that's the way he feels. He can get his team ready by getting, to, you know, just against softies. And um, but the, the previous season they lost a, a couple of uh, to a couple of them, and that really hurt. But they still figured it out at the end, and still made the plays when they needed at the end. Well, you know, they had Geo, they had uh, Ron Harper Jr. And this oh, year, that, let's face it, I mean, they lost yeah. a lot. Yeah, and this year they just didn't have someone that wanted the ball and was going to make it happen. And you know, and Derek Simpson really came around. Coronation of Derek Simpson happened against Indiana in December, though. And he kind of got buried on the bench. I probably wasn't playing the kind of defense that Peichel wants to see. But that offense, man, you got to weigh the two, you know? I mean, they got to score. You got to score. 
So he's got to look at that. I mean, maybe bring in an offensive-minded assistant coach, someone who can work with Cliff Omori as well. Uh, Maybe do some more set plays and such. Um, You know, Cam Spencer will be back. So, you know, he was was a nice player. A guy who can shoot, guy that you have to listen. If he's, you know, you have to to know where he is on the court. And so um, he certainly gave them a a, a dynamic that they hadn't had. you know, certainly, you know, help fill the void of, of Ron Harper Jr. anyway. But but anyway, it just, well, look, it didn't work out. And um, and we'll see uh, we'll see what what's in store for for next year. And just that'll be that. But how about Princeton, Matt? My goodness. It's an incredible story, right? It I really mean, is. For uh, for a while there and still with Princeton going, New Jersey yeah. was the darling of the national basketball scene with FDU. Uh, playing so well and uh, beating, of course, now they're eliminated. Purdue again. Yeah, very exciting. How I cannot believe that Purdue drops to a 15th seed, St. Peter's, last year, and then this year, 16th seed. Oh my goodness, that was unbelievable. But uh, you know, FDU played the game of their lives, and then they played Florida Atlantic pretty tough too. So, uh, you know, Jersey Killers, uh, two. Jersey teams beating up Purdue is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. Um, well, I, I say go back, it goes back to what we discussed earlier. That being the case, well, let's talk about how good is the big 10. Yeah. And, yeah, and then, you know, to Purdue winning the big 10 and, uh, I just, you know, they're probably, man, you can, you, well, they're, you can't argue it. It's the fact they were the weakest of, of the number one seeds for sure. It was Although quite, I had them going yeah. to the in my in my uh, bracket games, I had them going to the final and and losing to Gonzaga. So I'm still alive because of so many other upsets. Right. But, right. So I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth there when yeah. I'm saying how strong is the Big Ten. I had a lot of Big Ten teams out early though because I just didn't think yeah they were yeah. all that good. But um, I did have. Purdue, yeah, moving all the way to the championship game. So that's yeah. on me, I guess. And again, Michigan State's playing at the Garden. I mean, the game's probably over now. We're just it was just a few minutes left when we started the show. So, but uh, Princeton, man, I mean, those guards, uh, you know, uh, Blake Peters, uh, Ryan uh, Langborg. I mean, guys, these they're tough. You know, they're fearless. They, uh, um, and uh, they've played. Uh, they, I, I think they've got enough to beat Creighton. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, <laughs> look, look, I said earlier, the mid-majors are better than ever, and they get screwed, and the Ivies get screwed uh, with just the one bid. And, you know, Princeton wasn't the best team. They were very good, but they weren't the best team in, in the Ivies this year. But I still think from a talent standpoint, you know, Creighton has it over them. But... You know, Princeton has shown, not always, like we remember some of their great runs and we think it happens all the time with them, but uh, they have shown that they can play a very, very smart game and Mm -hmm. they can play a game that frustrates its opponents. So yeah, we think they have, I think they have a shot. That's for sure. That'd be fun. Uh, Right. But I I, I think Creighton's going to win. I hope Creighton wins because that keeps me alive. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, so... uh, we can talk about Cooley taking off, Ed Cooley taking off for for Georgetown, but let's uh, let's get John uh, McAlevey back on the show for that because we do have a lot more basketball too, Matt. So we've got uh, 
Um, we'll see what, how Princeton fares. They're, they're playing, as we record this, they're playing tomorrow night at nine. Um, so uh, let's see how, uh, how they fare. And uh, we'll just go through the weekend. And, uh, and March Madness is, uh, is on and, uh, and uh, it, it's exciting. So uh, a, lot of, a lot of upsets, um, which, which are just great, right? And, um, and uh, it's, it's, a wide, it's wide open right now. Alabama's looking awfully good, right? But uh, but it's still uh, it's still anybody's tournament, so um, we'll follow it through, uh, and we'll get uh, we'll get John back. We'll get a show going uh, in a few days or so. So uh, enjoy your trip up there to Buffalo, Matt. Go Devils, and um, and uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Uh, check out our site moresportsnow.com. You can get us on Spotify, the podcast. You can get it on Stitcher. You can get it on Google Play. Uh, you can get it on SoundCloud. We've got a bunch of directories that, where you can find the show. Uh, our sponsor, LG Insurance, uh, Aaron and company, uh, with us again for another season. So uh, we appreciate that. And as I said, we have another show on us, and uh, so we'll follow uh, this thing uh, to the end. So we'll catch you all in a few days. Bye-bye.